that's one of the things that I like about uh, Facebook and shit is that I can see what bullies eventually like grew up to be heroin addicts and shit. Yeah, that's pretty. I funny. was bullied by so many people that are like on heroin now that it's just funny to watch their life fall apart on I, social media. Everyone I knew who like did heroin growing up were like friends of mine. Oh <laughs> like, really? Not yeah. Well, I grew up in South Philadelphia, so that's kind of a thing that's very easily accessible down there. I mean, it's easily accessible here too, but just. I don't know. I had a lot of friends that like died from that shit. That and suicide. Yeah, I know. I think uh, one or two people that I went to school with, I know, committed suicide. But it's pretty common. Yeah, the thing about those people that uh, you can't like go back in time and tell them like like if they shove you in a locker, you can't be like, well, you know what? In fifteen years, you're going to be on heroin. And uh, I feel like if I was, I was never really bullied. But I feel like if I was, I would wish that my bully died of a heroin overdose. So, like, yeah. so like good for you. <laughs> I was bullied. <laughs> I wasn't really bullied, but weird things would happen to me. Like, one time, you know how in school you would have to, like, line up to go? Did you ever have to line up to go to, like, a drinking fountain? So, I was in line, and uh, I uh, wasn't even, like, doing anything. And this kid that was standing in front of me turned around and, like, punched me in the chin. Jesus. Yeah, and then he, like, turned back around. And I didn't even, like, fall. I didn't even really, like... I think my eyes might have watered just from the hit. But uh, I just, like, remember standing there and not really reacting. And then uh, we just walked back to the classroom. Because nobody saw it. Because it was just me and this guy. That's so strange. Yeah, nobody saw it. And then so I sat down, and he was, like, sitting in front of me. And I remember just, like, tapping him on the shoulder and being like, Why did you do that? (laughs) Because I was just genuinely curious. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I don't even, uh, you know. What did he say? I was like, I'm not even mad. I just want to make sure that uh, I can correct whatever behavior caused <laughs> that for like for future standing, standing, for fu- standing in line, for, minding my own business for future events. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Cause you're a bitch." Oh fuck. And I was like, oh. And now I don't know like how to fix that. So I'm just kind of like, all right. Well, is he one of the ones who's on heroin? Because then life ironed that out for you. No, no, he had a gun. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not at school, but I remember he was like a gun guy after that. So he had a bunch of guns. Oh God. We did a, we did a pimp my ride, and he was like one of the people in it. And this was after the incident. This is like years later. He ended up being. We ended up being fine after that. I think he was just having a bad day and needed to hit somebody in the mouth. But, <laughs> but, but I remember that's like, like the story of your life. You're always the guy. Who, if I'm having a bad day, you're the guy that gets punched in the face. But like I was a guy. My character was Sammy Shorts. The idea behind the the sketch was that it was a pimp my ride episode. But this guy was like super nerdy, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was like, you you gonna take my car, do something cool with it, guys, and all this shit. And then the guy like who. Uh, like, I guess he was playing my brother in it, was the guy that punched me in the mouth. But when he answered the door, he was like, I think it'd be good if I had, like, a shotgun, like, an actual shotgun in my hand. So oh when he answered God. the door, he had, like, a pump-action shotgun. It was, like, real. Jesus and, Christ. And uh, for some reason, he thought that would, like, add to his character, which it probably did. But it's just, like, he. I remember him having a lot of guns. Good thing he wasn't being bullied or he might have shot the school up. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you may, how many snow days do you think have prevented school shootings? Oh, yeah, the classic Tim Wolf joke, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell it. It's a good joke. You can give, you can do a little more of the bit. Oh, I mean, that's it. I just feel like. Yeah, but wasn't there always more? There was always like, yeah, some kids about to like. 
it's a snow day. I guess I'll chill the fuck out and play video games. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, I'm still going to play Call of Duty, though. Yeah, I'm still going to take it out. <laughs> I still got to shoot somebody yeah. from Bangladesh in the head with a fake yeah. gun. But, uh, yeah, I always wonder that about school shootings. Yeah, I'm sure school snow days have prevented them. I'm sure, like, uh, COVID probably prevented a couple. COVID definitely prevented some school shootings. It's weird, too, because after the bans were lifted, don't I feel like one or two happened, like, right away. Oh, yeah, because those, those kids were forced to, like, interact with people immediately, and they were like, oh, this is awful. My fucking... Yeah. My sensory input's overloading. Time to kill. <laughs> yeah, people shooting their laptops during a Zoom classroom session. <laughs> that's how you prevent school shootings. Yeah. That's 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 going to be that's going to be the thing that brings us into the next stage of technology where school is all just done over like Zoom. Yeah. Or like through cyber instead of in person. And the reason we moved on to that is because of school shootings, which is the dumbest reason to like fucking advance technology. Yeah. <laughs> because some kid can't because st- kids can't stop killing people. Like 20 kids in their own room, but one pulls a gun out and they're like, Billy, stop. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking do it. And you're like, what? You're in a room by yourself. What are you going to do? And he can't do anything because he's not in a classroom. I'm going to do it. Are you going to kill yourself? And he just shoots his computer. Now, yeah. he, now he just has to buy a new computer. Yeah. So I should have killed myself. I had to buy a new computer now. Fuck. That'd be crazy. A cult over Zoom and they all kill themselves. Yeah. Over like drink Kool-Aid at the same time over the computer. Yeah. Oh, wait. Not to interrupt, but um, have you seen The Whale yet? Oh, no, but I read the script. Yeah. Why would you do that? You don't watch the movie first? You spoil the ending and everything? Well, I didn't know if it would come out around here, so I just read the script. Sure, people were like, no, it's, oh, it's only going to be in like select cities. I uh, I found one... I found one in a beacon, New York, in between Christmas and New Year. That was not that far from where I was staying up there. Yeah, it was. Uh, you watched the movie? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, loved it. The script was good. Yeah, it was really good. Brendan, they, Brendan Fraser got fucked out of that Golden Globe. Fucking yeah. Elvis was the worst movie I think I've ever seen. Well, the thing about the Golden Globes is that that's why he he boycotted the Golden Globes. So oh, yeah, because the guy, thing. the guy, like the, the original president. So like, I think they didn't nom- they didn't give it to him out of like spite. Yeah. For, you know, speaking out about that guy years ago. So that makes sense. But he'll probably win the Oscar. I hope so. The Elvis movie was fucking dog shit. Did you see the Elvis movie? No. How bad was it? It was so... It was, like, so fucking bad. I'm telling you, it might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I cannot remember the last time I was, like, that. I hated a movie that much. Well, yeah. I mean... I released a... I made a review on my YouTube channel about it. It ended up getting, like, a lot of views. Yeah, because it's like it ends with him... Obviously, like taking a shit and dying, so it's like, how good can the movie be? <laughs> yeah, but it's like it, everything's wrong with it. The pacing's wrong. Like they don't. By the time you're halfway through the movie, Elvis has like five years left to live. It's weird. Like the, the pacing's so fucking off, and it's like, no, this should be at the end. Like, like the last he signs the Vegas contract, and there's like an hour left in the movie, and it's like, I don't think Elvis was alive for an hour after he signed the fucking <laughs> Vegas. Con- he signed that contract, and then they found him dead the next day. Like, was Tom Hanks good at least? No. Was Tom Hanks the, a bad part Tom, of the movie? Yeah. Well, Tom, no. There were many bad parts in the movie. Tom Hanks was one of the worst. The only somewhat decent part of the movie was Austin Butler, but he's not in the movie enough for like me to care about his performance. Yeah. He wasn't like the main character in his own movie. It was weird. Now the whale. The whale was great, but the the, the opening scene of the whale. The opening scene of the whale. Spoiler alert. I'm only going to spoil the opening, but it's. A morbidly obese. Do you care if I? You've read the script. Yeah, right? I read the script. I wonder if it's the same thing in the script. Yeah, it's a morbidly obese man masturbating to gay porn. Mm-hmm. 
And then when he comes, he almost dies of a fucking heart attack. Yeah, yeah. And then he just, like, later on in the scene, without even, like, changing his pants or washing his hands, he just starts eating with the hand he fucking blew his nut into. He's <laughs> just sitting in his fucking cummed-in pants. It's like disgusting. It's hilarious, but it's just disgusting. It's funny. To, it's funny to me that people were like, "Oh, that's so fat phobic of a movie to do that." And but it's it's, like, it's really not. It's like it's, no, but it's depicting it's what actually real. happens. So the fact that you could see a, that's like if you watched a six hundred pound, my six hundred pound life or mm-hmm. something, and be like, "This is fat phobic," and it's like, no, it's showing you how they live. You're interpreting it. Right. You interpreting it as fat phobic kind of is more about what you think about fat people. If you yeah. see Brendan Fraser as a 600-pound man eating a meatball sub and you go, this is gross, that means that you don't like fat people. It doesn't mean that everybody that watches that is like, oh, fat, all fat people need to die. Yeah. I would be like, man, that's sad that he fucking eats so much. But people see that and go, well, this is offensive to fat people. It's like, no, fat people eat meatball subs. I hate fat phobic, that word, so fucking much. Yeah. Because if you were fat, That is, like, one of the only, and I'm not saying this is the case for every person, but that is one of the only categories of human physicality that you can change about yourself. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy. Like, yeah, you have to, like, work at it. But, like, at the same time, if you're gay, you can't be, you can't become ungay. If you're black, you can't become, like, fucking unblack. You know what I mean? Unless Michael Jackson. Right. Yeah, but again, he was also, like, a billionaire, and he did it in a way that was extremely unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't, being fat is, like, one of the only, even being, like, ugly, just plain ugly, you can't really do anything about that unless you have money. Yeah. Now I'm picturing you talking to, like, a gay, fat black man and being like, <laughs> You can control one of these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have many flaws. You can control this one. No, I'm kidding. But being fat is like one of the only ones where unless it's like, I don't know, like a fucking gland problem or something, but that's like 0.01% of like all fat people. Yeah. The vast, vast, vast majority of fat people are fat because they won't stop fucking eating. You can control that, and it's much easier to control than any of those other fucking things. Fat phobia is the only phobia where you can actually save someone's life by... I that's, th- yeah. I want to thank my doctor for being fat phobic right. because now I'm skinnier. Yeah, it's like the fact that the fact that that's the case, that it's the only like type of prejudice, if you want to call it that, that can save a person from dying an early death Yeah, means that your entire fucking line of thinking is bullshit. Yeah. And instead of, like, the only people in the world that have ever seriously thought that fat phobic was real are fat people that would rather make up a word like that than actually hit the fucking treadmill and do something about themselves. Yeah. Like, it's, like, you go one of two ways. You go, like, oh, hey, I'm, like, a fucking unhealthy mess, and I don't want to die in, like, my fucking 40s. Yeah. So I should probably lose some weight and eat healthier. Or you could go the other route and be, like, oh, I don't want to do any of that shit, so I'm just going to call this guy... Who, who like uh, called me fat, fat phobic? Yeah, like it's it's bullshit. And then they call the like if the fat person's on a magazine cover, they're like, look how brave they are. Yeah, and it's like, well, isn't that a form of enabling? Right, that's enabling. You're enabling You're somebody enabling to be unhealthy. Who's being unhealthy? Yeah. Whereas if the magazine was like, look at this fat fucker. Yeah, and then they get skinny and they're all fit. Like Jonah Hill said, he was bullied and he got real skinny. I mean, he blows up when he needs it for a movie. But yeah. But like Ethan if I, Supley. I, yeah, Ethan Supley. God, he's fucking more fit than I'll ever be in my life now. Yeah. Have you seen him recently? Yeah, I've seen him. He's he used to be enormous. Yeah. 
It's crazy too because Brandon Fraser lost a bunch of weight since I since that he shot that movie. Yeah, but uh, I feel like that is one of the things. I mean, I wasn't fat in school, but I feel like that's one of the things where I would have maybe while you're going through it, you're like, "This sucks," but then after the smoke clears and you're skinny and you're not unhealthy, you're like, "Well, I'm kind of like thankful for the being bullied because it motivated me right to like get." And it's weird in certain <clears throat> situations like that where you're like, okay, bullying worked as a positive. It's like the only thing you can change about like your body. I fucking, I fucking hate it. I hate any person who like actually thinks that fat phobia is a real thing. Yeah. And guess what? If it is, you fucking deserve it. <laughs> like Planet Fitness always says judgment free zone, but it's like. Yeah, but if you were a totally judgment-free, you wouldn't even have this business. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If it was a judgment-free zone, then why the fuck am I even bettering myself? Yeah, why did you buy this equipment? Yeah, why? Well, you're not <laughs> judging me. Yeah. You put this equipment in yeah. here for me to run on because I'm overweight. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually funny. Fucking judgment-free. Do you Are you like a gym person? Have you gone to the gym and stuff? I started to. Just recently? Just recently, yeah. Like past week or so. Yeah, like Gandolfini probably never ran on a treadmill. Probably not. Probably not. Poor yeah. poor Tony Soprano. Could you imagine Tony Soprano being like, what are you, fucking fat phobic or something? <laughs> yeah, I, hear you, I hear you make one more crack about Ginny, Ginny Sacks Wade. I'll fucking put a bullet through your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The veto thing, that was fat phobic kind of and homophobic. and uh, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite scenes in The Sopranos is when they find Vito in the gay club. That's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> And he's just he's doing oh, the, yeah, yeah. with the gay guy. He's like grabbing him and doing the thing with his hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's so uh, great. And then they have the whole thing in the back. Yeah, like, like like shitting on him. Like you could tell that that was made in the two thousands just from this scene uh -huh. in the fucking gay club with Vito. That was funny. Dressed in like a fucking police costume. Paulie's like when he said he was greasing the union. Who knew this was what he was talking about? <laughs> Oh man! I love that part where Carlo's like, "If Vito was here right now, I'd take him behind my car." And then, and Tony's like, "Oh, will you keep it down, fucking Judge Roy Bean?" Yeah, <laughs> that shit made me laugh. Judge Roy Bean. I had a Wikipedia Judge Roy Bean after that. I guess he hated gay people or something. Oh, did he? I don't know. It's probably I don't know. Roy Bean. Uh... Judge Mills Lane just died. Remember that fucking courtroom show? And he used to be a uh, referee in boxing. Mm -mm. I don't remember that at all. You never watched like uh, court, I, courtroom I, like TV. Well, shows? yeah, I did. I'd like Judge Judy and Judge Mathis. Those are my main two. Joe oh, Brown. Yeah, I remember Judge Joe cool. Brown. Oh yeah, Judge Joe Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mathis was my favorite though because he because like, he talked that shit. Yeah, Mathis. He talks like some a, shit. He's like yeah. a gangster. <laughs> right. That was why it was so funny because every time because he used to, he's from the street so every time somebody walked into his courtroom and they were like lying about something he could just immediately he was like yeah you're full of shit. Did you know that Johnny Rotten was on an episode of Judge Judy once in the 90s? Oh, yeah, I think it's I... It's strange. It's really strange. I think strange. I saw a YouTube video, though. It's very weird seeing <laughs> Johnny Rotten on Judge Judy. <laughs> My favorite thing about black people names... I always think it's funny that, like, everywhere else in the world, your first name is, like, the normal one, and your last name is the one that's allowed to be, like, weird and out there. They have it, like, reversed. Yeah, yeah. Their first names are like out of control these days, but their last names are always like one or two syllables, like yeah. simple names. <laughs> like it's like the, I'm talking about Black Americans, not like Matumbo, Zingi, <laughs> yeah, like, or fucking some African guy. <laughs> well, Stanhope, uh, Doug Stanhope had a joke about uh, how 
he's like, I wish black parents would name their kids something easy so that when they eventually have to do the hashtag because mm-hmm. they get killed by a police officer, that it'll be easier to like pronounce. He's like, wow. he's like, I shouldn't have to. He's like, I don't want to be insensitive, but it's like, how am I going to pronounce? I got to look at a hashtag and be like, hashtag acetaminophen. <laughs> what the hell's that? He's like, just, he's like, just name him. He's like, and all this shit. It's funny. Yeah, they're naming them after prescription drugs at this point. Yeah. Excedriana. Valtrex. Valtrex. Oh, God. (laughs) His mom's just having to talk to him. He's like, you're going to need this at some point. (laughs) (laughs) This guy got mad. I did a show, a series of shows with Jason. I don't know if he told you anything about it. But I did a, uh, we did five states this month. Oh, God, yeah. Your trip was like. Yeah, we did uh, Virginia, North Carolina, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Ohio. So five different states. Nice. And um, the Kentucky show, the booker came out for it. The guy that books Jason. And Jason, it's like the first time he's brought me on tour with him. Mm-hmm. And because he <clears throat> does these brewery comedy shows. Uh, so I did my set in Kentucky and the booker. It was like, it was not a good set. It was easily like the worst set of the, the six or seven that we did together. And it just happened to be the one the Booker came out to. Mm-hmm. I did my joke about shitting on the floor of PetSmart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whenever you're having a bad day, you should shit on the floor of PetSmart. And usually people laugh really hard at that because it's just funny yeah. to imagine someone doing that. But it was like dead silent and some old lady was just like, that's disgusting. <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, oh, this, is, this set isn't going well. And then after we left, I told Jason, I was like, hey, I hope uh, this guy still books me even though that wasn't a good set. And then Jason was quiet for like 10 seconds. And he was like, yeah, Ron said you're too dirty. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he said like he, you're too dirty. And you what? said, you said like fuck too many times and all this stuff. It's stand up comedy. I don't understand. I hate people. I fucking hate this shit. Like how the fuck? There's no such thing as clean comedy. You have to, it's just, it's funny. You just go out and you say whatever you want. It's yeah. And also it was the attic of, a, these are brewery tours. <laughs> so brewery is a bar. So if, right. I'm, if I'm in the attic of a bar telling jokes, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, I should be PG in the front of this crowd. Right. I'm like, they're all grown adults at a bar. I could say whatever I want. If I was at a fucking nursing home or a kid's hospital, yeah. I'm doing shit like that. I, that that's one thing. Right. But then, but that, a bar with adults is like, right. That's every, I feel like everything's fair game. And it's like one of those things where it's like, who's the comedian that is volunteering to tell jokes in front of like elderly people or children nobody yeah yeah who the fuck who the fuck's doing that shit nobody yeah and then so i did the set in kentucky it wasn't good and he's like yeah ron said you're too dirty and all this stuff and uh then what happened was um oh yeah i messaged him on facebook and i said hey uh, i heard that jason said you thought my set was too dirty uh so i just wanted to like see if uh like exactly what you thought and he gave me like a long list of things. Uh, you talk about shitting on the floor of Petsmart. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that. He's like, you talk about going down in your girlfriend, which makes women uncomfortable. And uh, he's like, so all these things are gross, and I don't like gross shit. Did you tell him, sir, you booked me for a fucking comedy show? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be say that, but I was like thinking it. I was just like, hey, I mean, I I told him I was like, it was the attic of a bar, so I thought everything was fine. Yeah, and he's like. You want to do shit like that? You should go down to like the Funny Bone, which is like a comedy club. So it's weird to be like, yeah, go, go so, take your business. So yeah. bad, you should go to a comedy club. <laughs> like I don't know. But I was like, all right. Well, I, I told him I was like, I don't 
those jokes have done well the majority of the time or else I wouldn't be doing them. They just didn't happen to work that night. And then I did the, the next next day, we did a show in Ashtabula and it was like 70 people. And I did almost the same set verbatim and they loved it. And then like right after that, Jason got a message from the booker that was like, tell Tim he's back on. So I guess depending on how well the set is in any particular time, I'm not going to be good enough for these shows. <laughs> but... Uh, if the audience is laughing, what does it matter if you in particular like the jokes? Right. Like if there's a chef at a restaurant who's making food that the patrons love, mm-hmm. but the owner of the restaurant's like, oh, I have a gluten allergy. Like, yeah, how does you're going to eliminate your business. How does for... that affect the, the chef being capable enough to work there? Yeah, to make because you Because you just don't like that particular joke. It's such a weird stance to take. Yeah. Shit. But because I don't know how to network or market myself, I pretty much have to take everything that comes my way. So I, I got to like send this guy a bio and some headshots now. But Send him a shot of your dick. Yeah. It's like, you want to... Well, I don't know. I mean, what if headshots were dick pics? <laughs> yeah. Just like... Yeah, penis headshots. Just like people come to the show just based on the picture of your dick that they saw on Facebook. Ha! <laughs> yeah, and, and afterwards they're like... He didn't tell jokes the way his penis looked. <laughs> his dick looked like his jokes were funnier. I saw his penis and I thought he was going to be clean comic. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like a dirty penis. Yeah, it didn't look like unwashed. 